Bishulchem. So with everybody's permission, happiest Thursday. Today's shiur is dedicated to Lishmar Chanaba Shemuel Shalom Ben Eliyahu Zerubavel Ben Gabriel Tziviabat Mashiach Tamarabat Mashiach Yosef Ben Nisan Liora Bat Yitzchak Sarabat Moshe Yehuda Ben David Binyamin Ben Yitzchak Rinat Badan and Shimon Ben Mishael and for the Rafua Shlema Rachel Bar Chana Shemuel Ben Rachel Esther Bar Chana and Dan Ben Esther and Anar Panalaim. We're learning about Hachana. Preparation. Beautiful concept and a beautiful idea. So we started with Hachana the Shabbat, the mitzvah of preparing for Shabbat, that every person should participate in some way. And then the Peleoit said a person can take all of his actions, even a, even a person's non-mitzvot actions, even your non-mundane actions, and you can dedicate them as a preparation for a mitzvah. And in that way, you sanctify them and you make them holy. So even when a person eats, a person can eat. So if you could, I want to be stronger so that I can serve God. A person goes to sleep. You could be doing a mitzvah for eight hours. When you go to, when you go to sleep, I'm going to sleep so that I have strength so that I can serve God. And a person goes to work. I'm going to work so that I can give a lot of tzedakah. And then the work itself, you know, the, the kind of the business conversations that a, that a person has, they suddenly become holy. They they become a mitzvah. Mapeliyoetz continues. Uvilvar on one condition. So Velshana tells Alar, you get reward for all this. Uvilvar on one condition. Sheyum ha'asav maskimi midvarav that your actions actually correspond to your words and to your thoughts. So I'm thinking I'm doing all of this as a preparation for the mitzvah, but of course that's only if the way you're doing it. Uh, is in a way that shows that you're doing it for the mitzvah. So shelo yochal liyshtei yoter midai latzbot beten latzadik ochel zol anasho. You don't you don't start eating just in order to enlarge your belly. Latzbot <laughs> beten. Eating a little bit sober. Eating and drinking uh, like a glutton. You know, if you're doing it for Hashem so that you could be stronger, then you're not eating to ruin your body. You have to eat the amount that's going to strengthen your body. So tzadik ochel lesova nafsho. A righteous person, Mishle says, eats in order to satiate his soul. Not to overflow, not to overfill, not to just, uh, you know, to, to slowly enlarge the <laughs> enlarge the stomach. So if the steak is on sale on Monday and you show up to the supermarket saying, no, I'm here for Shabbat, I'm for Kabbalah Shabbat. But you're really there for the sale, doesn't it? <laughs> Your actions have to match. I mean, you know the story. Cool. The, the, the Gemara tells the story of uh, Shammai, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Shammai and Hillel, Shammai. That he used that every day he was buying uh, food for Shabbat. So he would uh, go on Sunday, you'd find a, a nice steak at, uh, at the, and he would say, this is going to be for Shabbat. And he would buy it for Shabbat. The next day he found a better steak. They said, okay, no, this one's going to be for Shabbat. He ate the one from yesterday and said, this one's going to be for Shabbat. The next, but every day he was buying for Shabbat. If you, it has to be better. It has to be better. No, but that's <laughs> not the case. It's also like Everfresh, they put a limit on you. So you have to go back every day and buy two. So every day say, oh, you know what, this pizza is better. <laughs> this one's going to be for Shabbat. This one's gonna be. It's because of the sale limits. That's so why you, you so there. So, so, in, so uh, as long uh, as... Is this uh, like kind of... Uh, uh, you say this is for Shabbat, and you don't do it, it's like... Uh, oh, after the fact, retroactively, it's not for Shabbat anymore. Oh, because you didn't say, uh, like, uh, or something. 
Oh, I mean, if if someone says it's a good question, if someone says I'm buying this lichot Shabbat, are you required to eat it on Shabbat? You didn't specify which Shabbat. Okay. It sits in the freezer for six no, weeks. No, 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 no. But let's say tomorrow I found a better Shammai. Tomorrow Please I found a, to the next ma- to next find. It's a very, have. very good question. Next question that I have: Can you say blineder to a mitzvah? So that's an excellent question. I want to answer it after the class, just for the, the purpose of the recording. And if anyone's listening to the recording and wants the answer, we can. Feel free to reach out to me. So that's what I so, so as long as you're not overeating. So um, if you're eating for Hashem, you're eating for Hashem. <laughs> overeating is not eating for Hashem. And also, and you don't sleep too much. And you sleep what your body needs. You know, if I, I need eight hours, the Rambam says that an average person needs eight hours of sleep. Eight hours is a good amount for the if, if you're sleeping more than that, what are you sleeping for? You're sleeping for Hashem? You're not sleeping to strengthen. Uh, up to eight hours, you can say, I'm sleeping in order to strengthen my body. I'm sleeping because this is what my body needs in order to function at full capacity. Rambam says right. minimum or maximum of eight hours? Rambam says up to eight hours, he says. Maximum right. of eight hours. The average person, and I'm pretty sure it's supported by the science also today. So children, okay, children need to need to sleep more. But when, when a person's an adult, what? We, we should be sleeping seven or eight hours a night. A person should ideally strive to. But as you get older, it becomes, like, yeah, it becomes less. So he says, as long as if, you're, if a person is sleeping too much and I can't get out of bed because of, because of how much I'm sleeping, are you really sleeping for Hashem? <laughs> are you sleeping because you enjoy the, the comfort of your bed? And, and this is the big one. <clears throat> And a person, when he's working, if you're working for Hashem, then you should not be lahut. You shouldn't be avaricious. You shouldn't be doing it because you have this extreme love for money. Right? And he's tiring himself to work hard for riches that he doesn't need. More than he needs. So, In the end of the day, you have to realize it's... It's not difficult for Hashem. If Hashem wants to give you more, wants to give you less, it's not that big of a difference for Hashem. So a person has to work, and a person has to work hard enough that he's working adequately to show that he's putting his best effort. But if a, if a, if a person has this extreme love for money, if a person is avaricious uh, when it comes to their relationship with money, then it doesn't make uh, there's a certain point that it doesn't make a difference for Hashem anymore you don't need to go that very that last extra extra mile that you're going to for no reason now if you're really doing it all for Hashem and these items which are preparations in order to uh, serve Hashem those should not get in the way of your service of Hashem when it comes to going to Minyan, I have to go through Minyans a day. You don't say, you know, no, 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 I have to work harder so I can give more tzedakah, so I'm not going to daven mincha, I'm not going to say mincha. No, it shouldn't get in the way of your service of Hashem. If you have to do a mitzvah right now, then you, then you go do a mitzvah, Hashem is going to take care of the rest for me. So so this is another provision over here. No, I'm, I'm in the middle of my lunch in order to strengthen my body. 
So I'm not, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of my eight hours of sleep, so I'm not going to wake up for uh, for shacharit in the morning. Though, <laughs> if the purpose of it is to serve Hashem, then the purpose of it is to serve Hashem. Kiaz Then your actions are contradicting your words. <laughs> if a person says your intentions are holy, don't let your actions contradict what you're saying. Hashem is going to laugh at you. So since you're doing it also all l'shem mitzvah, you're doing everything for a mitzvah purpose. A person must make sure that your mitzvah does not come with an avon. It doesn't come with a simchas v'shalom. Make sure. <coughs> That everything is according to Jewish law. So I'm eating and drinking so I could be strong to serve Hashem. Except um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> what what's service of Hashem is that? Food's not kosher. I know, I'm doing business so that I could serve Hashem. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the poor guy, I'm, uh, I'm cheating the, the, the guy in business. Yeah, but I'm making money so that I could serve Hashem. Yeah, well, it's, this is a joke. <coughs> Then it's going to be a mitzvah. When a person does it, I'll be halacha. A person does it with honesty. And when a person eats and drinks, you eat only food that's kasher, only food that's kosher. And the person will get reward, even for his eating and his drinking. A person should do his best <coughs> when it comes to eating to eat that which is healthy for him. Eat that which is good. Don't pursue that which is the most tasty for your mouth. Because if I'm eating to strengthen my body, then that means I'm eating foods that are going to strengthen my body. Nah, not foods that are full, uh, full of sugar. Which is, uh, you know, <coughs> sugar is the biggest enemy of the body the biggest enemy for a person and a person is saying no, I, I'm eating I'm eating for Hashem <laughs> I'm eating for Hashem that's not a mitzvah it's not a mitzvah a person will be punished for not fulfilling that which, which it says in the Torah guard your souls you have to guard yourself a person has to keep himself healthy uh, Hashem gave him gave us a body it's not our body and part of the mitzvah that we have is to take care of our body. So we have to try our best to, to eat healthy. Now there's another type of preparation. So here we got preparation for Shabbat. Uh, then we got preparation that in all the actions we do, the mundane actions, we prepare to serve Hashem. Third type of preparation, and that is preparation for tefillah. Preparation for prayer, for shacharit, mincha. As it says in the Pasuk, this is a Gemaran Brachot, Hikon Yisrael. Hikon means prepare yourself to greet Hashem. Prepare yourself in order to meet Hashem. Dehainu, which starts with, first and foremost, For a person to wash himself before Shacharit, to wash a person, wash your hands and wash your face and clean out. You don't, don't just uh, roll out of your bed and, and come in the morning. Right. In the Sidur, we have, you have Modani, you thank Hashem for waking up in the morning. Well, what's the next thing? Netilati Adaim. And Asher Yatar. Asher Yatar is use the restroom. 
and use the restroom and, and say the bracha of Asher Yatsar. Wash your hands, wash your face. You, you, you could imagine in those times how much it meant. Yes. Today is easy. I'm saying, oh, we have plumbing, Baruch Hashem, and we have running water. They didn't, they, they didn't have running water in those days. But always the Jews, the Jewish people, were very strict about this in the morning. In the morning, hikon. You wash your hands in the morning, you wash your face in the morning. It's not about water being easily available or not. Well, you go find the water. If a person's feet were dirty, if a person's living in a place that they walk barefoot or they're around barefoot, you should you should wash your feet also. Now nowadays it's not as relevant. I guess we, we wear socks, we wear shoes. Uh, we, uh, and also with a, with a person's clothing. A person should wear clothing that's befitting of coming to to Kanisa. And We're mostly talking about physical preparation. Yes. It's about a, spiritual preparation. Oh, so... Is part of the Shacharit, I guess? Yeah, yeah so that so that is part of the Shacharit. It's part of the, you know, the... Right. The Baruch, the Baruch Shamar and the Hallelujahs are there to get us into the zone for for tefillah. It says in the Gemara that the great rabbis they used to sit for an hour. They used to meditate for an hour before their tefillah, before before they got to their tefillah. So there, so but here he's talking about physical preparation, being physically prepared. And it's not just for Kanisa. Even if a person happens to be praying at home, we got this question all the time during COVID. And then I'm praying at home. Do I have to dress up for prayer at home? Right? Yeah, yeah. Can I pray in my pajamas or or not? And so he says. You should ideally you should dress up for for tefillah. even at home, even on a person, you're 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 praying to Hashem. You're meeting Hashem in the end of the day. Same thing when a person is learning Torah right now. We're learning Torah. And sit with dignity, as if you're sitting in front of a king. So these are important preparation for tefillah, preparation for for learning Torah. A person should look good. You should look good. And similarly, when a person eats, etiquette something that we have to learn. And etiquette when a person eats at his table, we especially when a person says birkat amazon. Sit in a way of honor. Now you know, you know, now with your feet spread out, you know it's. Uh, in in Kanisa also it's disrespectful. I don't know, I don't know if to some people don't know. You have to sit straight in Kanisa. No, you know, sit le- as if you're. Uh, then although you can't like. You're sitting your, in a beach chair and you cross your legs and you put your feet up. It's asur. It's forbidden to do these right. things in, in Kanisa. You have to sit in, in a way of dignity. So it's the same thing during Berkat Amazon. When a person says Berkat Amazon, when a person is learning Torah, it's, it's straight. You know, show that you're serious. Show that you care. Especially when you're saying Rikar Amazon, Peleoit is saying even while you eat, you should respect your food, respect the table. The table is like a Mizbeach. Oh, there's a famous story uh, between Rabbi Israel Najara and the Arizal. During the time of Arizal, who was the head of the Mekubalim, there was a very famous, well known rabbi. Rabbi Israel Najara. He wrote many of the many poems and carpenter? many songs. He was a carpenter. He was. 
I don't know. It's Nagar means a carpenter. I don't know. But he's a famous musician and songwriter and uh, writer of poems. Uh, some of ours, Mirot of Shabbat, uh, were written by Rabbi Israel Najar. Yari Bon Olam, you know, there are many, many songs, beautiful songs that he wrote. So he and the Arizal were having Shabbat dinner together. Imagine this. Imagine having Shabbat dinner with the, with the holy Arizal. And Rabbi Yisrael Najara is singing his songs, his famous uh, songs of Shabbat. And then the Ari gets up and leaves. The rabbi gets up and leaves. So <laughs> someone followed him, went with the rabbi, said, why did, why did you leave? So he said, I left because the angels left, the malachim left. Well, why did the malachim, <laughs> did the malachim leave? So he said, because this Yisrael Najara, this Rabbi Yisrael Najara, while he was singing, he rolled up his sleeves. He rolled him and he, and he uncovered his arms. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful during the meal. So the malachim left. The angels left. So I left also. <laughs> so, 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 so obviously also there, there, uh, things also depend on the country and the place that you're in. He's, he's, he writes about what's the derech, what's the way that you would dress if you were in front of an important person. Right? If you were going to the White House, or if you were going to meet with an important person, right? you're going to go with a, a t-shirt, and t-shirt, t-shirt and shorts. Right? If a person is going to an important meeting, how are you going to go? A person should try to sit. You should try to sit in, in, a, in a way of dignity. So in those times, they, it was really considered a, a bizayon. It was considered disrespectful if a person were, were to uncover his arms. Rabbi, you tell me the one rabbi went to the other rabbis. And they were praying. They were having no. They were having the Shabbat dinner. They were having a Shabbat meal. And after the Shabbat meal, he was singing songs. He was a famous singer. He was singing Shabbat songs, and the other rabbi left the because he the because of the because, table. because yeah because of, of the, because of the honor of the because of the honor of the Shabbat table. table. Why he's in the same level of. Respect you have towards the other guy was rabbi too. Oh, why? Oh, why did he do it? So, Matov. So he was saying he. So, so the rabbi who left, he said he's no. They were very sensitive about it. It's it's disrespectful to the table. It's in their culture to lift to show your skin to uncover yourself. It was immodest. It was uh, it was disrespectful to to the table. The other rabbi was not disrespectful. Right. The other guy was rabbi too. <laughs> so when he did it, so he came back. He told them no. So they told him, and then he put, he put his sleeve over, and then he came back, and they do it, and they. <laughs> Just imagine losing losing the belt. That's what they call machloket. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. That what it is? But Pele is just he's just showing what's the sensitivity of dressing up, dressing up for prayer. Yeah. Mato, you know there was there was a time period, even in, in American history, when you look at like the very old movies, they they used to come back home for dinner and the kids would get dressed for dinner. The family, they, they tell the kids, come get dressed for dinner. Not dinner, for breakfast. They were tired <laughs> yeah, right. and, and fixed. And, you know, They've been in school. The black and white uh, <laughs> things in TV, yeah. you see from 50s. Sure. The dress, yeah. the tie and yeah. everything, they eat so, bread. So, Peleoetz is, is very supportive of even wearing the uh, an overcoat. Binish. Binish. It's, a, it's a type of overcoat, a jacket. Or, uh, an overcoat. Bilshona. That, that's. Um, I think that's how they pronounce it. Bilshona Ashkenaz Oberkleid. 
Overclyde. Overclyde. I think it's a type of overcoat. It's a, a jacket or, or an overcoat. Bishara tefillah. To, to wear during the tefillah. You know, there, there are some circles that they do it. There are some places that people go out of their way to wear a jacket. A during, jacket? Yeah, they, they have a, a, a jacket for, for davening. And I've also heard about a, a rabbi whose name is Bedavid. That, that even when he was judging a case, when he was sitting on the court in the Betin, he said, I'm doing something holy right now by judging a case. And he would wear a coat, you know, sort of like the justices, you know, they have to wear, they wear like a outfit. So he would dress up to, to look nice because he was engaged in a holy activity. Yeah, like a type of rope, exactly. There are places also that they do it. There are some mishivot that, like you know, they'll have for the chazan. They'll have a they'll have a jacket. You know that there is one thing that we're makpid on. We try to be strict on that. At the very least, the chazan should not be wearing short sleeves. The mishadis was were very strict on it. Yeah, they used to always cover uh, them. All the mishadis. They said if there's someone who wears short sleeves, they would say don't be chazan. They would Some days the kids with the short. Yes, you know what do we say today? Today we say baruch hashem they're here. Let them let them come here. Of course, it's better that uh, they should wear longer pants, but you know, <laughs> you're gonna kick them out. Uh, have a wonderful Thursday. Thank you, Robert.